and this is the Who Dat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. This is going to be another training camp edition of the Who Dat Discussion. This is our second episode on the training camp. We're obviously going to give you a training camp update. Some huge news is Michael Thomas did sign his extension with the Saints and did report to camp on Thursday. And then also the Saints signed running back Rob Kelly, among other players here. So it's going to be a busy episode, another really busy episode here. We're going to obviously update you guys on training camp. But first, we are going to start with the Saints signing Michael Thomas to a five-year, up to $100 million deal. And look, it's a great deal, I think, for both sides. Technically, it's a five-year, $96 million deal because he is about $4 million in performance incentives. This was, to me, you can say that the Saints overpaid for him like some people were saying. I don't think so at all. This is this is just a perfect deal. I think it's spread out nicely by Mickey Loomis. He did another really good job to kind of soften the blow a little bit, obviously, by giving him a big signing bonus. That's going to soften the blow a lot. And to me, that's just a really good idea by Mickey Loomis. You really can't put him past this guy. He's He knows what he's doing here, and you got to give him a lot of credit because I think without him, who knows what the Saints team would be, especially in the nego- negotiation process with all these players. To me, overall, really good job by Mickey Loomis to get this deal done. Michael Thomas, he got paid $61 million guaranteed, $20 million signing bonus, and then also he has a few performance incentives and then also... He's got base here, $96 million coming to him, which would, is the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL right now. That could be broken by Julio Jones, but for now, Michael Thomas is that prime receiver here, and you, and you got to give him a lot of credit here. He worked his butt off from 2016-2018, and he earns every penny of this deal, and to me, this was just an amazing contract for him. Amazing contract for the Saints to lock up their long-term players, and I talked a lot about it in our last episode, and I said, guys, if he's not signed by our next episode, I would be a little nervous, and he got signed. So you got to give that to the Saints, and you got to give it to Michael Thomas for getting this deal done, knowing that they're going to need him, and he just came in clutch here. Now he's going to be here. He looked very good. A lot of great battles with Marshawn Lattimore. Overall, really good stuff from him here. And now let's just look at his contract breakdown. So here, his cap hit this year is only $6 million, which only adds about $5 million to the Saints cap. So the Saints do have $7 million still to spend in cap throughout the season, which I think is very, very valuable to have. Then 2020, he's got a $15 million cap hit, and then it consistently goes up from there to 17 2021. And then he has a opt-out in 2021 and then after that he's going to get paid more with a cap hit of 20 million then 20 million and then 20 million again so i think that he'll stay into that contract if i was him i would it's easy money and obviously we'll never know until we get there and we'll see what happens but that's just what i'm feeling there he's got a big signing bonus as we know and look his cap hit this year is not that much next year is really not that much and then even the year after, 16.8 million is really not that much. Then after that, it gets sizable. So that's when it gets very, very big. So I think then you're going to see. I mean, by that time, though, you know, in three years, Breeze probably will be off the books and you could spend a lot of money on these guys. So to me, good deal by the Saints. Good deal for Michael Thomas here. And overall, you got to give credit to both sides here getting this done. And he was working and he came in shape. He came into camp in shape, tip top shape. 
just like Michael Thomas always does, and he battled in this practice here, and, and we're definitely going to get into that just a little later. But before we do, and we're also going to get into that a little later, but I think Thomas, I think he's integral to the Saints team. Loomis knew that, and the front office knew that. I think Michael Thomas's agent knew that as well. So overall, he came in here, he got his deal that he wanted. The Saints, I feel like, got a good deal from their perspective as well. They locked up their star receiver for five years, and that's really all you can ask for there. So I think we are going to move over to the Saints timing Rob Kelly. We did talk a lot about Michael Thomas last episode, so just rehashing those same points, they're not going to do much. So I think that's enough talk on him. But before we get into Rob Kelly, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion, and now we are going to talk about the Saints signing running back Rob Kelly to a obviously one-year deal here. And look, he was went to Tulane. He was a star in Tulane. He was a hometown um, kid. He's a Saints fan, or was a Saints fan, now playing for the team, which I think is really interesting. He has 10 touchdowns in 24 games, which is a pretty sizable amount, so that, that to me was really good. 2016 is when he popped onto the page here. He uh, started nine games. He had 700 yards, six touchdowns, so that was obviously a good year. And starting nine games, scoring six touchdowns is really, really good. And then in 2017, he only he started seven games and got hurt. And then last year, he did not really see the field at all. So now, Saints are going to give him a chance to be that third running back. I think he's going to be more of a camp body here. But to me, overall, he is a player that can come up in here. He could challenge Devin Ozbozgu, could challenge Dwayne Washington, and he could be a player that could definitely take this third spot here. The Saints do lose out on Theo Riddick as he signs with the Broncos, so I think this was kind of the Saints' backup option, and then it did work out. He came in 15 pounds lighter. This tryout that he had yesterday, then he did in last couple of weeks ago's trial. So he lost 15 pounds in about a month. That's good for him, and he should keep on losing weight. I mean, his nickname's Fat Rob, and you know you don't want to see that. So the Saints, to me, are using this as some motivation for Ozbozgu and Washington, but I want to see what he can do in games. I want to see what he can do in these practices. Let's see what he can do here. Overall, I think it's a kind of a show-me deal. Obviously, a low-risk, high-reward here, and overall, you just giving him a chance. So I think giving a hometown kid a chance to me, is a really good look for the Saints. To me, it's what you should do. He definitely has some talent, and he could be a bruiser, get some touchdowns for the Saints if he came onto this team, and he could serve a particular role that maybe the Saints could need down the road in that red zone back. I don't think so, because they do have Kamara, and to me, he's a great red zone back. But maybe if Kamara gets hurt, he can share that role here with Latavius Murray and other guys. So to me, he does have a role. I don't know if it's on this team, but he definitely is pretty good at some things and above average at some things. So I think overall, that is good for Kelly. I think overall, he's a player that can come up in here, do some really good stuff, and then maybe make this roster. We'll see what happens here. So now I think we're going to move over to our main topic, and that is going to be a training camp update of this second week of training camp. Next week, it starts, guys. Season starts. Preseason, August 9th. Be there against the Vikings. I can't wait. And we're going to do a preview probably Thursday night of that game going into Friday. 
or we're just going to go straight into a recap on Saturday. We probably are going to have a pre-recorded episode go out during the week as I'm going to be away for this week, but I will be back Thursday ready to preview that game against the Vikings. I can't wait for it. Football finally to be snapped, and even if it's not Drew Brees throwing the ball, we'll get to see Bridgewater. We'll get to see Taysom Hill. We'll get to see all these guys, and I just can't wait for that. Also, one quick news that made me think of it when I was listing off the QBs. JT Barrett was cut from his team right now. We'll see what happens in the future, but right now he is cut. So to me, that is kind of an interesting move, cutting him this early in camp, even before the game start. Because you always like to have that fourth QB just in case he needs to play in like the fourth quarter of that preseason game. But they do cut him. So overall, that's really kind of what the Saints are looking for here. So... Let's get started with some camp news here and all. We're going to just do a whole camp update and I just can't wait to do this because I just love this stuff and overall, overall, to me, really good camp. I love what the Saints are showing here. And I'm going to start with this and then because this is the marquee matchup and I think everyone will be talking about it on Thursday and beyond, I think, is Marshawn Lattimore and Michael Thomas are going at it. Very different than last year. Marcus Lattimore looked like he took a step back last year, and it's kind of showed that in training camp. If you look back on it, Michael Thomas was beating him a couple times in a row. It would be on the deep ball, it would be on the short passes, and now it's not that way. Marshawn Lattimore is making plays on Michael Thomas. It's been a battle. Michael Thomas has made some plays, Marshawn Lattimore has made some plays, and overall, it's going to make both of them better because these two guys have been battling Really good technique from Lattimore. Really good route running from Michael Thomas. It's strength on strength for this team, and you just love to see it. And looking at some of these clips here shown on Twitter by Sean Faisend, Herbie Topi. Um, Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Herbie. But overall, this is what the Saints want to see. There was a lot of good hand-checking by Lattimore. There was a lot of good just plays that I like to see. And overall, I really like what Lattimore showed, and he's showing out. And to me, maybe other people don't think this, but this is just my opinion. Lattimore looks like he's ready for this third-year jump. He looks amazing. He looks energized. He looks ready to go. He looks fast again. I think he's going to have a big year. I just see something. I see some fire competition in his eyes that I did not see at last training camp. To me, it looks really good. It looks like this whole team's just on a mission. And I really love what the Saints are doing here and really what's happening between these two matchups. I just love to see that from two Pro Bowlers, two really good players, two Ohio State players, and they just battle it out, and they did some really good stuff. I just wanted to start off with that because I really liked these two guys here. Drew Brees looks amazing. He's been throwing a few deep balls. He's been throwing strikes, and he looks energized and ready to go. He was ranked the second best player in the whole league in the NFL Top 100 players and the best QB in the league by by his own peers. That's when you know I think he's ready to go. And coming up, seeing these practices, he looks like he's ready to go and have another really big year. I think he's going to do better than he did last year just because he's adding more weapons, in my opinion. And I think it's going to just be a really good thing for Breeze. He's been able to throw deep balls down the seam to Jared Cook. He's been able to throw deep balls to speedsters like we saw with Cyril Grayson, Ted Ginn. And today to Michael Thomas, he threw a deep ball. Austin Carey threw a deep ball today. He threw a couple of deep balls, nice ones today. And he's playing, to me, at a very high level here early in training camp. Obviously, we're going to see if it translates to the season. But right now, I think you really, to me, no worries right now overall. He's looking really 
good. Teddy Bridgewater is also looking really good. He's been able to be very accurate, making some good throws down the field. He's been able to throw some contested balls up and give his receiver a chance to make the play against the defender. Overall, I really like what he's done. And also with Taysom Hill, I gotta say, he has gotten better. I've seen it. He's a better passer. Now, he's still erratic like he was last year, but I think he's relying less on his legs, and he's making some big passes. Now, obviously, he's had some not-so-good ones in there, but overall, I like what I'm seeing out of him. I feel like he's gotten better in the offseason. So, overall, to me, that's really good stuff. And also, I'm going to do, guys, I'm going to give them a grade. I'm going to give each group a grade when I go over them in training camp. I feel like that's an easier way to organize this talk here so we're not just skipping around to random groups here so we'll start with qbs as we always do and i just talked about them and i just really like what i see out of these qbs i'm gonna give them an a a to an a plus i really like what i'm seeing out of them not many bad throws all throws to me have a lot of zip on them especially by breeze you can even see in the qb challenges that breeze is to me has a zip on his ball that he had last year and years past to me he looks just as good as he did before Bridgewater also looks really good and Taysom Hill to me is getting there and he's been able to have some really nice throws in there and he had some show out moments so to me really good stuff there and then now to the running backs in our next group and to me Alvin Kamara looks really good I think he's been able to hit holes he's been able to do a good job in the passing game overall good job by Kamara Latavius Murray had fumbles early, made the team run. So that was the reason that they ran was because Latavius Murray fumbled twice. He ran the next day because he fumbled again. Had some fumbling issues early. But now he's looking pretty good. I think he's going to be that red zone player for the Saints. And I think in short yardage, I think that's what he's going to be. And I think he can do a good job in that. He's always going to fall forward. Look, he may not average five, six yards a carry. But if he averages four yards a carry, I think the Saints are in business. I like this move. I liked it. When the offseason to, I think he's the next best thing for what the Saints team needs from Mark Ingram. So to me, that's just what I'm feeling there. Is it, to me, is he playing at the top of his game? No. But I think he's gotten better and better each day. And it's his first year with the team. So I'm going to be patient with Latavius Murray. Devin Ozbozgu has had some bang plays as I kind of expected him to. I think that, look, he's gotten stuffed on a few plays, but overall, he's been able to make some splash plays here. He reminds me of a young Mark Ingram, and I think the Saints should either put him on the practice squad or keep him on this team because I think he has a real potential to have a lot of success in this league. I think he's a great motor. I think he has great vision. I think he has some good traits that the Saints team can use right now. And if you're comparing him, looking at that training camp battle between him, Dwayne Washington, and now Rob Kelly, I think that he's maybe winning it here. I haven't heard Dwayne Washington's name at all, to be honest with you. That's not a good sign. That means he's definitely getting stuffed up, not making big plays. So to me, I can't really talk a lot about him. And then you're looking at Rob Kelly, who just came on the scene. So right now, I think this is Ozbozgu's job to lose here, and I think he's going to win it. I think overall, he is doing a really good job at the running back three position. But if I'm going to put a grade on this full group, I'm going to say B+. Because I haven't, like the quarterbacks and like other groups, really shown me anything new. Kamara has shown what he always is going to be. He's going to be the A player. He's going to be that impact player. He's going to be the player that this Saints team needs to win a title. We all know that. But no one else showed me anything different. And Latavius Murray looks like maybe, not going to say he was a bust, but he definitely looks maybe a little worse than we expected. And then also, Kamara, it seems like he's going to take this number one role by the horns and be a kind of a workhorse for this team, which I don't know how many people expected that. So I think overall, that's what I'm saying for these running backs. Alvin Kamara looks great. 
And you have some other pieces that looks great. Osbozgu is a good surprise of him from the undrafted free agents. But overall, that's what I'm going to say this team is. I would say B plus B, right around that range there. Now, moving over to the wide receivers here. I'm going to do wide receivers in, and then we'll do a tight ends one, and then we'll do a offensive line one. I know this is going to be a little extended, but that's why I just want to get every position pinpoint down there. So the wide receivers here, I got to give them, for what they've been through, it's tough to judge them because this is only the first day Michael Thomas has played. And then you've had a lot of undrafted free agents in here, so you can't always fault this group to me. I'm going to say that they put up a B. Nothing amazing. Look, you had some guys that showed out with Emmanuel Butler, but you already had to cut Cameron Meredith, which is obviously unfortunate and not that good. So you had a couple of good, couple of bad here. Michael Thomas is back, and he looks great. Battling, has the same mentality. Nothing has changed in my mind. He's looked very, very good. His same explosiveness, same route runner. He's the same player, which is obviously really good. Emmanuel Butler has showed like he can be a Marcus Colson-type player in the future. Maybe he's, he shows a lot of promise. Keith Kirkwood has showed some promise. Austin Carr had a great day at practice by hitting Breeze hit him on a long touchdown, and then also he's been able to make some impact catches in the, on the 11-on-11 drills, which to me are really big. Kirkwood did leave with a little injury, but they say he's probably going to be fine, and we'll see him later. Emmanuel Butler did sit out this practice, but overall, from the wide receivers, I'm going to call it a B, maybe B+, because you have shown more, but... I would have liked the Saints to just add another receiver. Rashard Matthews does look good, but he does not look like he's going to be the number two receiver for this team. He looks like he's going to be a three or a four in the slot. And look, that's not a bad thing, but that's really what it looks like from the Saints here, and you definitely get more clarity with that. So that's what I'm going to say. BB+, plus, same as the running backs. They look fine going into the season, but nothing substantially better or worse here going into the season. Now, looking at our tight ends, and this group gets an A. Full-out A. Jared Cook looks like he's going to be a top five tight end this year. I said it going into the offseason. It was a perfect fit. It was a perfect fit. And if the Saints lost out on him, I'd be a little upset. And I think the team would have been a little upset. He's a player that comes in here. He's a veteran. First of all, comes in here as perfect chemistry with Drew Brees. Brees trusts him. Brees knows that he can make a big catch. And that's what he's done. He's made some acrobatic catches. And he has everything the Saints need. And perfect. Perfect fit. And he's showing it here, and he's going to show it in the season. I think he's going to have a big year. Looking into fantasy football, I don't like to do a lot in this podcast, but just quick. If you can get this guy in the eighth round, I get him. Really. I mean, he's going to be, I think, one of the best tight ends in the league this year. I think he's going to have a really good year. I think he's going to have a Pro Bowl year. I, I really think the world of Jericho going into the season, he gets an A++. That's what he's looked at. He's made the play of the day, like, three out of the five days, three out of the six days, four out of the six days. That's what he's done so far. Amazing stuff from him. And then also, Josh Hill has had some really nice catches as well, blocking really well. He's looking very good. And then also, you got to look at Alazi Mack and Dan Arnold, who have been battling it out for that third tight end spot. I think Mack is going to make this roster, and we'll see. Maybe they'll carry a fourth one with Dan Arnold. But And also, Mack was a little shaken up as well, but I think he'll be okay. But overall, Mack, you could see where his talent came from while at Notre Dame and when he was being recruited to Notre Dame. He's got real talent. And he's got really good ball skills for a tight end. And he's a great size, good NFL size. Overall, obviously his blocking is going to need some help. But he's only going to be a tight end three here. We don't need him to be a big blocker. He could come in here, do some really good stuff, and be a productive player. Does he got to give this group an A? A+. They've done a really good job. And then Dan Arnold has made some nice plays as well and showed out here. 
So overall, and he keeps on learning the position. I think that's what he's got to do here. So overall, really good stuff there. Now, onto the offensive line, and this is an interesting group. Tyron Armstead, he looks good, and he's avoided injury so far, knock on wood, and I think he's done a really good job. You're looking at Pete, done a good job as well. He was able to battle here in the pass rush drills. He's been able to do a pretty good job there, and he looks like he's always been, and he's healthy now, so that's going to give him a boost. Now, the center position is where this whole offensive line, that's where we're going to talk about it. Looking at the Right guard with Walford looks just as good as ever, and same with Ramchek at the end at the right tackle position. Now we're going to talk about the center, and that's going to be the main talk for this week here. Looking at it, it's a three-man race. Nick Easton, Cameron Tom, and then Eric McCoy. I think Eric McCoy is winning it, but everyone says it's up for grabs. I feel like Nick Easton's going to be that Senio Calamente player. I'd be very surprised if he isn't that player. He can play guard, he can play both guard positions, and he can play center. I think he's just that Senio Calamente type player here. Eric Monk, I think he's a player that come up in here, do some really good stuff, and I think he's going to be a perfect addition to this offensive line. Cameron Tom has grown a lot, and I think he's gotten better, but I think he's better as a depth piece than as a starter. That's just what I feel here, and I think McCoy, he's going to take that starter role by the horns and just, I think, do a really good job with it. That's just what I feel there. Now, before we move over to the defense, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who That Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion, and now we are going to talk about some defensive grades heading now into now the preseason and how the training camp has went on. Now, this is not on like how good I think they're going to be. This is just on their performances. So, like a B, maybe for the running backs, Alvin Kamara. I think he's played at an A level, but it wasn't. I think I was expecting him to play at an A level, so it's kind of expectations to what has actually happened. That's just what I feel. Just want to clear that up before we get even farther into this grading process here so on to the defensive line here I haven't heard really any of these guys names called besides Trey Hendrickson I think he's having a great camp and I think he's giving Marcus Davenport a run for his money here in a starting role with the first team here on Thursday he had three sacks amazing day from him and then he did get into a little of a skirmish with Alazi Mack but I think he's just fighting for his job I think he's fighting for his life here I love what he's putting out here and he's playing for his career here and it shows and he's been very productive I think he's made a third year jump that's just what I feel Marcus Davenport everyone's talking how he feels more comfortable he's doing very good but again his name was called a few times he had a tackle for loss and he was able to get around the edge on one play but besides that he's been up against Taron Armstead, and he has not done a good job. Got to give kudos to Taron Armstead, who's completely shut down Davenport. So that's just what I think overall. Looking up the middle, I love what Malcolm Brown and Mario Edwards Jr. has been able to put up. They've been very solid up the middle without Rankins and with David Onyemata probably going to be on the suspension game one. I really like what these two guys, that's probably going to be your starting nose tackle, your three tech and one tech, and they've done a really good job. Constant pressure. They've done a good job. But besides that, your, your two inside guys look pretty good. And then Onyamata looks pretty good as well. But those outside guys, to me, and it was a point of contention for this team. You really don't hear their names called that much besides, obviously, Cameron Jordan. So, look, I don't want to give them... I'm not going to say C+. Plus. I'm going to say B, B-. Minus. That's just what I'm feeling there. At the other positions, I was at B, B+. Plus. Now I think I'm teetering the other way for this position. I think overall... You like what you see up the middle. You like what you see from Cam Jordan. But that defensive end, that second defensive end spot, it's it's a problem here for this team. And I think they're going to have to 
go out and hopefully Davenport goes up and has a good year. But I can see this Saints have to, at the deadline, make a move for a defensive lineman because right now it's just Davenport hasn't been able to do that good. Now moving over to the linebacker position, and you got to give these guys an A minus B plus. They've looked good. Their names have been called on occasion. They nothing bad has happened between these guys. AJ Klein did get cooked by Jared Cook one time, but you kind of expect that Jared Cook is a much better. It's just a complete mismatch between the two guys. But besides that, that's what I'm going to give them. Dave Davis looks really good to Mario Davis leading this team. Very good job. Anzalone looks like he's taking a step forward and looks more confident in himself. I really like that. If Anzalone become more confident and just be a ball hawk, he can be a stud in this league and do a really good job for the Saints here. That's just what I feel. Klein did get caught in the middle on a couple of plays, but nothing overall alarming. Vince Beagle has had a good camp, as well as Craig Robinson has done his job and is keeping on that veteran leadership that this team needs. Overall, good job for the linebackers. And then now into the secondary, which to me, you got to give it an A. This is another position. These guys have battled, and that's what you want to see in training camp. This is a tough Saints offense. One of the best in the league, at least top two. You got to look at it here, and Lattimore has battled, and he looks really good. Eli Apple has battled, and he looks really good. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has battled. He's gotten beat a few times. He's made some really nice plays of late. He's looked really good. Patrick Robinson, PJ Williams have looked very good. Even your backup guys in Banjo and Hardy, those guys, Ken Crawley has made some nice plays. They look good. Obviously, they've gotten beat on some plays, but they've also made some nice plays on other guys. Overall, they've been battling. Everything that you want to see in training camp from this group, they've done. Marcus Lattimore, none, none of these guys are getting beat, like absolutely beat. They're making the Saints make some hard catches here. And look, I, I know they've gotten beaten a few times, but overall, for the majority of the time, this team, this offense, had to really earn it. And overall, that's really what you want to see from this team. I think looking at Lattimore, I think he's going to have a much better year. I think Apple's going to build off last year, unlike Ken Crawley did for this team as a starter going into 2018. I think Apple is going to be able to do what he did last year and more. He looks very good. He's battling, doing good. And he's not getting beat like Ken Crawley was, like a bass drum against Ted Ginn and Keith Kirkwood last year, and obviously Michael Thomas was beating him every play. That's not what happened. So overall, I like what this team is showing here from both sides of the ball, and they're doing really good. In the return game here, it looks like I think Marcus Sherrills is going to get this job, but other guys are in it. Tyler Grayson's in it. Ted Ginn obviously is going to be in it. Kamara probably will be in it. But that's just what I feel there. But that's just what I feel there. And then... Obviously, your punter and kicker are going to be the same with Will Lutz and Thomas Morstead. But besides that, I think that's going to wrap up our grades here for this training camp here so far. I really like what I'm seeing out of this team. And I hope you guys too, because I think this team has a real good chance to win 12, 13 games. I think they're going to come out the gate more hot. That That's what it just seems like to me. These practices are really clean. They're battle heavy. They have a lot of great battles. And they're very energetic. I think the Saints team is ready to win and win big in 2019. So with all that said, if you like this podcast and you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat This, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, iTunes channel, Google Play channel, and Spotify channel, as well as any other place you listen to your podcast. So guys, next episode will probably be pre-recorded, and then the one after that, 
We're going to preview this start of the preseason here. Saints-Vikings, August 9th. I can't wait for it. I can't wait to preview it. So, now it's time to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?